Good morning, everybody. This is your psychic, Christine. And I was thinking, we're having like a super mild winter in the East Coast anyway. I don't know what's going on in the rest of the country, but it's really been mild. I wonder if it's just going to all hit us at the end of this month in March. I have no idea, but... Uh, yeah, I'm really appreciative of that, that it hasn't been really freezing as it has been in years before. So, uh, welcome back to episode 105. I believe we're 105 now. And the last podcast was talking about the life of Buddha. So it was a short version of his story. So I want to get into a little more detail before we move on into the Four Noble Truths. So, in the beginning, the life of Buddha was a very sheltered life, Siddhartha. He was very sheltered, and in this kingdom, the prince, Siddhartha, um, his parents, when, when the servants were getting old, they would kind of send them away, they didn't want the Buddha to know that people aged. They didn't want to know him to know that people died. They didn't want him to know about suffering. All of the servants, anyone he ever engaged with, had to be happy in his presence. Because of the original prediction, as I had mentioned in the story, it was predicted that he would be a great ruler and that's what his parents wanted for him to be a great ruler or to be a servant of the people taking a spiritual path so they didn't want him to do that so when Buddha basically Buddha was never allowed to get out of the kingdom everything that he ever knew was within this kingdom and when he got out of the kingdom he was pretty much in a state of shock seeing old people seeing sick people uh, seeing broken-hearted people uh, seeing poverty for the first time looking at all of it he was like I said, in shock. And these were his people, and he was the king. So he wanted to take the path of, because he was king and he loved his people, he wanted to save everybody from this suffering. He wanted to find a way to ease the pain. He wanted to do something to eliminate it all somehow. So... His uh, goal was very, very lofty. <laughs> big, 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 big journey for him. So when he went out and clicked, you know, as I said before, when there's, uh, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. He went and found the guy that was meditating. And he instantly had this link with this person. They linked together mentally, spiritually, and connected. 
because the path that he had to go on was through meditation. Now, he had several teachers over the years, and they could only take him so far. So from learning to meditate, he went on to find this other group of people, like, a, like what we might call a cult or, or something like that, and in this group of people, they had believed that the path was suffering, that they had to suffer the body in order to strengthen the spirit. Uh, kind of similar to the way it is in the, in the Bible when we get into Lent and, and all of that, like purifying the body strengthens the spirit so it's similar to a lot of religions in that regard but we're looking we're not talking about religion here really we're just moving into the philosophy and the the story of buddha and how it compares a lot to our own lives and how what he learned can apply to us in gaining a better understanding so he had uh, stayed with this certain sect or cult or whatever you want to call it and they would live on a couple of grains of rice daily. They would rarely bathe. Anything to deprive the body uh, of its wants and, and kind of just enough, giving themselves just enough to survive. So he stayed in this place for a long time and uh, with the sect for a really long time. He was always on the border of starving, constantly in meditation, uh, getting kind of really sick. And lo and behold, there was a, a boat coming down the Ganges where he was in meditation. And he, someone was playing music and he heard the music playing and the, the singing and it he found it of course through all of this suffering such a beautiful thing to hear because his body was in, in such deprivation because of this plan to grow spiritually so he got up from all of these people that he was with and he jumped into the water and bathe himself and then at that point he had opened his mind to realize that the way is the middle way too much suffering is no good too much pleasure is no good but the middle way is the correct way and this is where in spiritualism or chakra balancing so to speak this is where balance why we hear so much about how important it is to be balanced because even too much of a good thing is too much and we can turn it very easily into a bad thing if it's overdone so and of course obviously Lots of bad things are overdone, and, and as a result of this, we are not in accord with the middle way, the balanced way. 
So this also goes to what I say time and time again, that life is a combination of different things. So basically, Buddha experienced everything. He put himself through everything that he possibly could. He went to extremes in every way to try to find the way because as I mentioned earlier on, earlier in this episode, the whole purpose behind this is he felt a tremendous amount of compassion for his people who were suffering. And the objective was to get people out of this sadness, out of this darkness, out of this negativity. So this is kind of where it began. Now, what it doesn't say in the short story, which I know to be true, is that when he left this sect or religion or whatever it was, or this few, uh, or this group of people that committed to suffering, he tried to call them to jump into the water with him and eat and drink and bathe because he had discovered at that point the middle way. And take a guess what happened, what the other people did. They rejected him. And they saw him as abandoning their uh, mission. And they wouldn't join. So, and this kind of happened several times over the course of Buddha's life from one teacher to another. Every time he grew, wherever he was, uh, with different teachers, once he reached what they were trying to teach him, and when he was able to take it a little further and gain a little bit more understanding, and then he turned into the teacher because he saw more, ultimately, people or the teachers started to reject him. And he just continued on his path until ultimately he had come to realize that he had to give this a go on his own. And he had to be the one, basically, the Buddha, which means the awakened one. Now, when we talk about the awakened one, there's a quote, or uh, uh, getting back to Buddha, I, I don't want to jump my story here. So once he reached the state of nirvana or enlightenment or being awake, he encouraged people to question him ask him questions, meaning his students, people that wanted to learn from him. And he was very, very open to sharing everything because, of course, this was his objective to help people. So in the, in the years forward, he managed to gain quite a following. And one of the students had asked him if he was the Messiah. Buddha answered no. They asked him if he was a healer. Buddha said no. They asked him if he was 
a teacher, Buddha said no, that he was none of these things. And then ultimately the student asked, can you tell us who you are? And his response was, I am awake. Which is a very, to, to me, I find that being a very profound and a little bit scary statement, being awake, which signifies to many of us that we are, in a sense, in a sleep state and living in a, in a dream of what's really happening, okay? in our lives, how we see things, could simply be an illusion of the mind. So this is to Buddha's point. So he's up, he's awake, he can see things as they are and not put his own spin on things. And this is what the Buddha hopes to teach us. So we'll be talking a little bit more about this in upcoming episodes. I'd like you to think about, you know, the first story of Buddha and all the extras that I'm talking to you about us uh, with the teachings of Buddha. And I think we might have to do one or two more episodes on this topic in order to get grasp it all. So many people have found the story of Buddha, meditation, the Eightfold Path, the Four Noble Truths, very enlightening and uh, on their way to becoming awake, awakened, enlightened. And once you know what the Four Noble Truths are and you're kind of following this path, then what starts to happen is you can be peaceful and you can be content. So thanks so much for listening. I wish you all the very best of luck. And uh, please share these episodes with people that you think might be interested in listening to anything that I have to say over here. Enjoy the rest of your day.